Okay, testing, testing. This is actually cute. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Oh. him. Action. Family culture at the workplace is toxic, in my opinion. Before I tell you why, hello and welcome to another episode of Easy Does It with me, Iskandar Karim. Have you ever heard the term, we are family, and you guys start to sing Kumbaya at the workplace? Well, honestly, whenever I hear someone say that, I feel like I'm going to fucking puke. Not because I have anything against the company or the person saying it, it just opens up old wounds. Being part of a close-knit community or a family can provide us with a sense of belonging. At work, family culture can provide us with the same feeling. However, there are downsides to this. In this episode, we will explore the pros and cons of family culture at work, the red flags to look out for, and ways to maintain healthy boundaries. I'll also explain why I personally think it's toxic in the long run. But first, what do I mean by family-like culture at work? It's a work environment that feels similar to that of being around your family or how typically it is like being in a family by having figures that you look up to, which is normally the boss or someone you report to. Oftentimes, you may even refer them to as kaka, like kaumi or abang, bang noir, you know, whoever. Then you have your workmates who you consider as siblings, as your fam. The feeling of supportiveness, nurturing, and the sense of belonging at a workplace can make it seem like it's family-like. You can feel this way in a professional work setting too, but the major difference is that you communicate in a more respectful and professional manner, and you don't talk about personal shit. Once you leave work, that's it. Whereas in a family-like culture, your colleagues or your bosses encourage you to hang out and lepak very often outside of work. And because of that, they slowly become part of your life. Sounds harmless for now, but I'll get to it later. Usually this happens in smaller organizations because of their micro scale. Compared to bigger organizations, the employees have more opportunities and freedom to interact with each other and even chill on a daily basis. And the chain of command is usually direct, so they have direct communications with their bosses. I have a theory as to why some people are attracted to this type of work setting. It's usually those who are the black sheep in their family, those who feel misunderstood and don't receive the support that they need from their family. You know, those who feel like an outcast, they don't they feel like they don't fit in, and those who have smaller social circles. So they turn to their colleagues who they see like five times a week for company. I want to remind you that there's nothing wrong with that. If you feel like you found your tribe at the workplace, that's amazing. But I want to explore both the good and the bad of experiencing family-like culture at work. So let's start with the benefits. If you work in a company that practices family-like culture, you're automatically loyal and committed to the company because you would never betray your family. So that's good for you and the company. Communication is also easier, which can lead to better collaboration and problem-solving among colleagues. You experience high team morale because you feel like you're part of something. You are surrounded by like-minded people and that energy can be contagious, so that encourages you to be more productive and cohesive. You feel happy because you're satisfied with your job and the support system that you get from your colleagues, which is in turn good for your well-being. For the company, this culture can cause high retention rates because their employees feel valued, motivated, giving them zero reason to leave. Now let's talk about the potential drawbacks. The first one is a no-brainer. 
When you treat your colleagues like family, there can be a lack of boundary. So this will lead to inappropriate and sometimes uncomfortable situations. You may even feel pressured to share personal information or forced to listen to your colleague's life story. <laughs> then slowly you feel like you start to know each other a little too well and it causes a lack of personal space and privacy. Your colleagues may even talk to each other about your personal life because they think it's okay. The next drawback is that you may feel the pressure to conform to certain expectations, behaviors, or activities just to fit in with everyone else. Basically, you're forced to go with the company's flow, or else you'll start to feel like an outcast and be left out. As a result, this can make you become inauthentic, or for lack of a better word, fake. For example, like hanging out after work when you just want to go home and chill, but everyone's like, bye, kut sija, it's not like you have better plans. So this may sound or feel harmless in the beginning, as you probably enjoy their company as part of the getting to know each other phase. But sooner or later, it can feel forceful. Another con is that the company may start to practice favoritism. This is a bit difficult to point out or have like proof or evidence because it can easily be dismissed. But people aren't stupid. It's noticeable, but not everyone is brave enough to point it out because of the fear of being called dramatic or being accused of overanalyzing a situation or worse, simply just being dismissed. So this can cause resentment and conflict among employees, making it a toxic work environment. Branching off from favoritism, practicing family-like culture at your workplace can also create exclusivity amongst colleagues. The worst drawback of all is that when the employer makes it seem like their employees will never get the same opportunities or relationships elsewhere, and this discourages them from leaving, even if they want to. They'll plant fear and doubt in their employees' minds by saying shit like, if you leave and things don't work out for you, don't even think about crawling back to me. Yikes. So if that sounds like your boss, you better fucking leave. <laughs> that is why it's very important to set boundaries from earlier on. So they know not to cross it and treat you with respect, they being your colleagues. Those who are experiencing this at work, it's not too late. You just have to stop giving a fuck about what they may say about you behind your back. Start the year with placing healthy boundaries at the workplace if you start to feel like it's becoming toxic. Start acting professional and be respectful of each other at the workplace. There is a time and place to joke around, but when it's working time, it's very important to maintain professional behavior. Unfortunately, there are some jackasses who aren't able to be professional. If you experience this, try to explain to them why it's important to practice professionalism. And if they can't accept it, then start putting them on an arm's length. Because you don't need another asshole in your life. One is enough. Know when to open up and when to shut up, especially when it comes to talking about your personal life. If you know your colleagues are discussing your personal life behind your back and that makes you uncomfortable, Never make the same mistake again. But also, find out what the intention is because it does make a difference whether the intention is good or bad. Not everyone is out to get you joy at the same time. It depends on your experience and how you feel about it. Remember though, it's very important not to assume. And if you want to get a clearer picture, talk to them about it. 
Some of the red flags that you should be looking out for is, of course, if someone shows they have a lack of boundary, hmm. At the same time, this is also often being confused with friendliness because there are some people out there who are friendly and open by nature. So how would you know? You won't. You have to just take some time and get to know them because people's true colors will eventually show. Another obvious red flag is when you feel forced to join a certain activity or outing outside of work and that doesn't involve work at all. It's just to lap up and hang out. You can say yes a few times just to be polite, but later on when you start to decline, they start acting differently towards you, like making fun of you, calling you a loser or whatever. You know, this is a huge red flag. And finally, when you want to leave the company, everyone starts talking shit about you. Some people are worried of becoming the topic of gossip or being talked about in a bad light. Why do some people care about this? If you saw how your colleagues or bosses talk shit about someone else in the company, what the fuck are you still doing there? You don't need any other red flags. That is a major red flag already. So speaking from personal experience, I think family-like culture at work mostly benefits the employer and the company. Good for them if they have employees that are loyal, committed, and sees their boss as a figure that they look up to. And as an employee, if you're happy with where you are in the situation that you're in, there's no issue. The issue comes when you want to branch out, spread your wings, and fly. You're lucky if your boss is someone who encourages you to explore other options outside of the company and will even support you in getting to where you want to be. But most bosses will usually put the company first, which is normal of them to do so, but bad for you, kinda. We already have a culture of being shy and non-confrontational, so what more if we see our bosses as someone that we look up to. Surely we wouldn't want to disappoint them, right? And Or we just assume that we would disappoint them if we want to leave. Even me, I consider myself quite confrontational, but if I have a personal relationship with someone at work in a higher position and that I look up to them, I'll have a bad time trying to muster up the courage to have that one-on-one -on -one conversation. And I've experienced this before. You know, I'll feel terrible about telling them that I want to leave the company or even asking for a raise. So based on that and what people tell me, I'd say 70% of the time, family-like culture in the workplace is toxic. It usually starts off great. Of course, you want to get along with the people you see almost every day. But if you don't place healthy boundaries for yourself, you'll eventually fall into the trap and toxicity. So yeah, that's all I have for today. Kind of reminder that if you experience a family-like culture at your workplace and it's going amazing, good for you. Keep it up. It's rare for an organization, especially smaller ones, to treat their employees with respect and dignity. So it's definitely a good place for you to work and grow. Thank you so much for watching and listening. As usual, feel free to let me know what topics you would like to hear me discuss in the future episodes by commenting down below. Or follow me on IG, you can send me a DM. You can also follow it for news and updates. I'll see you next week. Assalamualaikum, bye.